Hey everyone, welcome to the Passion and Purpose podcast. We're about to jump into a series of podcasts from what we call the Young Adult Revival and Reformation Summit. We gathered some young adults from around the movement to talk about how can you begin leading your generation to see revival and reformation, not just in your city or your nation, but across the globe. In this time, we had the opportunity to hear from Jimmy, as well as many others, including Clarence Hill, our pastor, Antioch Norman, and just some absolutely incredible content that we just had to share with you guys. So we hope that you enjoy some of these talks from the Young Adult Revival and Reformation Summit. Enjoy. So diversity is simply one friendship and one intentional move among a house church or a life group or a community to flavor and salt and light all of us. Theologically, let me just make this statement and uh, in, 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 in full imperfection is a movement, but here's the deal. Racism is not of God. Now, that's not a shout-out platitude. It's just not of God. So when I read Genesis 1 through 3, God created male and female. He didn't say what color they were. He didn't say what their makeup was, what they looked like, or what their personality was. He said He created male and female in the image of God. He created them. So every person created in the image of God is of the highest value, worth everything to God, and is God-breathed. Therefore... If we find racism in our hearts, if we find whatever it is in our hearts that's devaluing an individual made in the image of God, that is sin. So, I just want to say that for anybody that says, you know, Anak should do this, that, and the other. Hey, there's probably many good solutions and things out there that need to be addressed systematically across the world. But in the end, you have to begin with what is your theological perspective. And I want to say this on behalf of Laura and I, on behalf of uh, the people that I work with, our theological perspective is that uh, racism is absolutely sin-based only because every person is created in the image of God. So now we're on the journey. So we've got the fixed point. Racism is not an option. But now we've got a journey. Okay, so now we're dialoguing together how to get there. We're not mad at each other, at least... Those who love Jesus, we're not, he's not accusing me, I'm not accusing him. He needs to let me see because I'm blind. And i got to have the privilege of going back and forth with him. But we, our fixed point's clear. Francis, uh, Francis and I, that's a, the, that's a prophetic. No, no, it's St. Francis of Assisi. Yes, St. Francis of Assisi. Clarence Chan. So here's, here's what I would say. What you guys need to know in the back room... We are not having throwdown debates of uh, Clarence trying to prove to me that there is brokenness related to diversity. And I'm not trying to prove to him anything. We love Jesus. We love each other. We believe theologically the point's fixed. Now, help me out, brother. See, that's collegial. That's how we're going to get there. I, and I'll, I might just say on his behalf and then you just go off on it. Um, and, and I hope I can... Well, I'm going to say it anyway, and then you can tell me what I should. And that is, uh, so the, the governor of Oklahoma is a is a man of God. All right, he's involved. Clarence influences in his life and is involved in his life. But the governor, he said, "How do I deal with diversity, Clarence?" And Clarence said, "You need a friend." 
You need an African-American friend. You need a relationship, Governor. And so Clarence has become that relationship for him. He didn't say, you need to systematically do this, that, and the other. And he might need to do that. That might be his call from God to address the system. Absolutely. Nobody's minimizing that. But until he has a friendship with an African-American that is deep and Jesus-centered and kingdom-centered, this governor can't make the right call without a right relationship. Go ahead. Yeah, and the thing that I love about everything that we've dug into before we stepped in even the race conversation, before it was church unity, before that it was family. So we were on the family uh, campaign and whenever people would meet me in the city that, oh, there's the marriage man, because I was beating on that drum so strong. <laughs> you know, people want to put you in a certain lane. Woo! Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, it's just kingdom. Come on. And, and, and no, matter, no matter what That's topic good. you ever engage, I guarantee you by principle or directly, you will find solutions in the word of God. Yeah. Amen. Now, so prophetically, one of the things that I was going to say before, years ago, I told our small little group of 25 adults, I said, look, if whoever has God's solutions in any area, I said, watch, he's going to raise them up and it's going to scare you how much authority he will give to yeah. them. Yeah. It's just a prophetic thing he's going to do in this hour. Yeah. So please listen with your heart right now because you're going to be in several different spaces where God's answers need to be. So the beautiful thing about this one is Acts. It's Acts 2.42. Yes. <clears throat> they stayed in the Word of God, breaking of bread, fellowship, and prayers. Mm -hmm. So we are a people who desire not just to get you in our church services. Yeah. 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 Hey. Right? Right? Yep. We believe a win is you being in my living room. Yeah. yeah. We believe a win is you sharing your story with me and me winning trust with you. Wow. Yes. Because then we know, then we can build and make, not just a disciple, we can make a disciple maker. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens out of friendship. So, I take, we take one little concept like that and we kind of throw it into the world system and say, that's where the crack is. That's the problem. That's the pro problem in this house of America where we think yeah. passing laws is going to solve it. It's not passing laws. So when I build a friendship here, I have a friendship in Oklahoma. His name is Wes Lane. He started a group called SALT, SALT and Light Leadership Training. And out of that group, they look to get all of these influencers in the city. Well, in this case, the most of them are going to be white, very wealthy, very influential in the city. But what he also was doing was he was also aware that and he told them when they started, we've got to watch for the ones that we would overlook. Now, no one introduced us. We just happened to be standing in line one day and God introduced us. Mm -hmm. And so soon, it took years. It took years. And Elizabeth was praying with us because we saw it. How long did it take? How long? Years. Okay. Literally, yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> literally three to, three to five years before we ever actually became friends. Can I, can I pause here a second? If you're not willing to throw a three to five year card around any cause, you need to be quiet till you are. Because you're never going to cause any change without a three to five year card laid down. No way. And so then the supernatural happens. I'm going, Mark, no, y'all know Mark. Come Mark's on. like, hey, come use the ranch. I met him through Saul also. He's, my, he's one of my mentors now. And, and he said, go to my ranch anytime you need it. So I'm, I just feel led one weekend to go. Well, then I get a call from Wes and he's like, Hey man, I'm heading down to Nuttles Ranch. So we, 
God made us want to go to the ranch at the same time by ourselves. And that was like the fifth sign for him to know that there's something different about this guy that I need to be connected with. So we built a friendship. So now I have a fault. When I grew up, wealthy, white, was nobody that cared about me. And if you had white hair and you looked like you were in government or doing something, in all of our bathroom conversations growing up in my world, we never saw anything but you just want to take a picture with us and make it look like you care, but you don't want to be family with us because you behave with your family one way and with us, we can't get past a three minute real conversation. So now I'm coming in with this bent in my soul. But God's telling me, I want you to be a part of salt. So now I'm sitting around here and guess what? He's breaking down my wrong paradigms. Because now I'm like, oh golly, can I be honest? Are y'all yeah, okay with honesty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, all wealthy Christians aren't snoots. <laughs> really? <laughs> really, really. I did, I did, you know, in my head, you know, yeah. I kind of knew it. But when you, when, you, when you come out of a pain like that yeah. and, and a history like that and you're, you, you're wanting to honor those who have gone before you, you're asking yourself, what were y'all doing when we needed you? Yeah. You know, what, what, what were your churches doing? Why didn't you speak up the Bible so clear on this thing? So I had to go through my own progress of offense. So to this day, I'll wrap it up by saying this. There are still some situations where it takes a long time of change before leaders see that God wants us, regardless of skin color, to walk together as one. Mm. So now I have to recognize sometimes people will call you because they need you for their purposes in a negative way. And it's, we call it, you know, the token (laughs) in the room. Mm. But then there's also people who are genuine and they're actually on a journey. Right. Right. So now I've got to think that through. But guess what I've got now? I've got a brother that we're spending time once a week connecting, praying together because we feel like we have an apostolic reach over our city to pray the kingdom of God into our city. So now that we've shown that time, I'll go to Wes and I'll be like, Wes, I'm kind of tired of sitting in this room with these leaders. I said, I got enough to do on my own. I got enough. I'm, 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 I'm running thin on resources in all these different directions and an hour and a half stings in my world. I said, Wes, I can't reach this one, but I'm not confident that I'm hearing God to step out of this room. Can you tell me? I said, if you tell me to stay in that room, I'll stay. I said, but for me, I'm out. I'm not going to get overlooked anymore. They can call me when they need me, but I got an assignment to finish. But that's where my blindness comes in. But guess what? Through a relationship now, someone can tell me, hey, Clarence, I need you to show up. That's the way it is with Jimmy. I told my wife, if Jimmy calls me, it has to be God for me not to go. I said, I'll cancel Sunday service. I'll tell somebody else to preach. But if Jimmy calls me to show up anywhere, I'm gone. I'll have to know to stop. And to me, that's the partnership and relationship we need to cross the bridge in America. All right. So so let's go off this. Let me ask a couple other questions. Man. This is such good water, right? All right, so here, here's the deal. Judgment and bitterness doesn't get you to righteousness. So here's what he said. 
Um, do I need Clarence? I need Clarence and Alicia, period. Laura and I need Clarence and Alicia. We need them because of their godliness, because of their values, because of their family, because of the Word of God, and that God's called us together. Is it beneficial externally that they're African American, that they bring that to our... Absolutely. Am I using him? No. Mm. I'm not using people to get to righteous ends. Somebody could say, you're just using them. They can say whatever they want. God knows my heart. And God knows your heart. And you're not going to hide it eventually. People don't stay in the game when you're using them. So we're not trying to prove anything. Vincent and Tanya Carpenter are friends that I would lay my life down with. What you don't know is we started an inner city ministry together in 1988. Ten years they served in other deals. When I found out they were moving town, we invited them to come and walk with us because of their righteousness, their godliness, and their love for Jesus. And them being African American is to our benefit, is to the glory of God. We need them in who they are and what they bring. But we're not using them. So some of us are getting all high and mighty as if, hey, I'm really for diversity because I've got a cause and I'm mad at all the white world or I'm mad at whatever. And we're running around with an attitude that's not holy trying to get to a righteous outcome. You either love people because God loves them. You either love people because God's called you to them or you're playing a game that's not going to work. All that to say... We need, the Antioch movement needs, I need, we need this family. We need them as senior pastors, kind of modeling that for the movement as African-American leaders. We need them to do that. We need them to teach us where we're blind. And they need, we, so now we're talking around a call of God and a love for Jesus and a love for each other. We're not talking about um, proving anything. There's, there's just... I, I don't know. I wish I could describe that. Why don't you give it a shot? Yeah, 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 yeah let me shot. jump in on this one. So I'm willing to show up. If, if I think Jimmy's going to a space and I know the value that he brings to the kingdom, I mean, I really believe that he's been raised up for the body of Christ worldwide. And if he needs to reach blacks or people who would listen to me faster than him, if I'm standing behind him, Y'all, my skin color, the pain that's connected to my skin color is for the advantage of the kingdom. Wow. Paul said that. He said, when I have to pull my Benjamin of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews card, when I have to get that to prove the failure of the flesh, he said, I'm going to show myself as a Jew. I mean, he got himself out of getting persecuted once to say, hey, I was a Pharisee. Hey, look, y'all, the Pharisees, and he got the Pharisees and Sadducees fighting. So, so, so we're spirits, right? We're spirits, and, and we've got to understand that God ordained all of us to be in the flesh that we're in. I mean, you could even go male-female on this so you don't get confused. But whatever flesh you're in, the story that's there... Now you're saying, God, how can we use this to further your kingdom? Yes. So if Jimmy calls me and, and, and it would be embarrassing if I don't open up this door. No, Barnabas and Saul, look at it. Okay, when, when they were sent out, you'll see Barnabas and Saul or you'll see Paul and Barnabas. 
The difference is this. Barnabas sees the gift in Paul's life. Barnabas actually means son of a prophet, more than son of a curse. Nabas in Hebrew means prophet. So he had prophetic eyes to see Saul's potential. He saw the call to the Gentiles on his life. So he used his whole life to push him forward. And then when they went out on the field, here's the lead pastor Barnabas, the lead pastor of Antioch, takes a back seat and becomes second place as they go throughout the nations preaching the gospel. But anytime you saw them head toward Jerusalem, they switched it and it was Barnabas and Saul. When they went to the nations, it was Paul and Barnabas. We have to know our assignments, and that's why the Bible says, know those that labor amongst you. Wow. This is world changing. This, 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 is, this is what moves the earth. This revelation moves the earth. And here's what it is called mutual submission. Wow. That's it. He honors me. They, they honor Laura and I. And it just makes us come under them. It just, it just holy mutual submission. They're not uh, demanding. They're not saying this, that, this thing. We love Jesus. We feel called to one another. What do we do? And we're just getting started. I mean, what, like even if I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, Woo, we need to move into the same house and just kind of put everything on the pause for a while. I am. Because it's all there, we just we're just getting to the activation, right? We're, yeah. we're uh, and, and there's so much more to do. But the it's mutual submission. Can I make one thing? Clear? You can totally make. He, he's he's a senior to me, mm-hmm. right? Now I know I have I have an assignment that I have to own. But senior even by age, senior even by reach and breadth. So I have a submission that I have when I'm around Jimmy, and he knows it. And it shocks me because he, he, he'll never reach for it. And so when he says we mutually submit to him, that's kind of embarrassing to me, honestly. I'm like, what can you learn from me? I know what my assignment is to the body of Christ, but I just want to make it very, very clear. I'm not sitting on this stage as an equal with this man. Wow. He's a general in the kingdom, and I'm not. So I just want to make that clear. It's the only thing I disagreed with. <laughs> Maybe more stripes. So just take this and, and ruminate. Alright, so so here's if I was to admonish you wherever you are right now, you feel called to change the system, right? Hey, who are you investing in? What, who are you walking with? How are you guys living that out in integrity and relationship and holiness and purity? Who are you walking with that's different from yourself? Because it takes intentionality to invest in someone different than yourself. And that does not just mean white, African American, Hispanic, Asian. It doesn't just mean that. It means, uh, uh, it means who is my assignment, right? Who do I need to know? And so you're stepping across the line and you got to step out of your homogeneic flow to get there. Yeah. And, and the great thing about, honestly, the great thing about what's happening right now in America, uh, I'll take the positive redemptive side, is there's people in your workplace that are different than you. Yeah. There are people in your school. There's pe- that, So your homogeneic lane of kind of economic middle class, if you will, there are middle class Asians, African Americans, Hispanics, and whites. Start with what's right around you. And then you reach the margins out of having substance in the middle. 
What I mean by that is that we've got to have consistent relationships that have strength in order to have power to reach the marginalized. That's good. If you keep shouting, it's got to be the marginalized. There's no strength. You have to strengthen the middle to have, to have the ability to reach the margins or to reach up to the influencers. Does that make sense? That's good. So it's probably sitting right in front of you. Yeah. If, you know, we think it's out there right now. Just open your eyes. Who's somebody different than me that's in my flow right now? I guarantee you they're there. It's whether you're going to be intentional with them. Yeah. Um, all right. We can say a hundred things about that. Actually, I got to say one thing. Uh, uh, all right. Um, I just I'm just going to get all this out because it's being recorded. We got to te- we'll tease all this out, and that is this. Do you know that if you're saying let's and, and this is not it, just please don't be political on me. Just kind of stay in the right spirit here. Okay. Do you know that in the Hispanic population, Latinos, that there are ones, twos, and threes? People say it in different ways, but there's those that speak Spanish only and prefer that. There's those that are bilingual. Uh, and then there are those who have a last name that's that heritage, but they identify more with the majority. Maybe it's white or maybe it's an economic group or whatever. It's, so there's one, twos, and threes, Hispanics, African-Americans, um, uh, uh, Asians, uh, Caucasians. We'll just take those four groups and many more. If you just take those four. So there are 21 different nuances when you say we are contending for diversity. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not just a cheap word. It, it is relationally unique. It has nuance to it. So instead of just shouting diversity, take the lane that God has you in, if you're a one, two, or three, Caucasian, African American, whatever, and start relating to the people that it's easiest to relate to, who are different than yourself in skin color, maybe they're not different in economics or in jobs or whatever, start relating to them, and then start working those assignments that have to do with the different lanes. I know that's a lot said, but it really, it's not a platitude. That's why you can't just kind of throw it out there and get happy or sad or angry or mad. You, you, it, it, it's so nuanced, and you gotta you gotta realize that so that you just start doing something instead of complaining about everything. Yeah, and, and it has to be natural. You know, it, it's not just because I want to be diverse. Right. What we're saying is there are people right in your world. So I've actually created this thing called a reconciliation clock. And it's all built on the, the principles of Jesus. And one of the things that Jesus says is don't just greet your brothers. He said, greet. Yeah, it's a scripture. And in, in some of the scriptures it says, don't just be kind to your brothers. He said, even the Gentiles, even the pagans can do that. Yeah. Let your love be perfect, even as the Father's uh, in heaven's love is perfect. So the Bible actually says, and, and, but, but what, what we do is that we have selective sight. And of course, it's easier for us to um, say, greet those that we can use less words and communicate more mm-hmm. versus trying to get a past walls of someone who has a different background and a different experience. But we are missional people. Yeah. And I think one thing that we have to declare is that not only are the nations outside of this borders our mission field, but America is our mission field. So that we have a mission mindset and we would actually rejoice if we're praying with Jesus. If we're praying John 17, 21 with Jesus, I'm praying that they may be one. I'm praying that the church may be one. I'm praying that we may be one. 
then when you lift your eyes from praying that yeah. prayer of overflow, you're looking yeah. for those that you're not one with. Yeah. So all this is saying is that we don't have a kingdom mentality. We don't have the Jesus mentality. And he did it when he stood and talked to the woman at the well. She was Samaritan. And all of the division that we saw in America between blacks and whites, it was between Jews and Samaritans. You don't eat and drink with them. That's one of the first signs of division. You don't sit down with them. You don't eat with them. You don't act like they're your friends. And you know it's in your life. If you're sitting with someone and then your other us's come in and you feel embarrassed. Mm -hmm. That's when you know it's still in your bones. Mm -hmm. But then we say, guess what? I'm sitting here to let you know I value them. Yeah. And I'm saying this to blow up your way of thinking because I know who I am and I know how God loves my friend right here. So this is just who I am. I went to a Christian university. Walked in, the Hispanics were in this corner, the whites were in the middle, and the blacks were over there in that corner. Well, guess what my assignment was? I'm like, me and the blacks, we're going to talk anyway. <laughs> right, right? If a black person does like this, to, 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 that means like 5,200 different things. <laughs> uh, that, that little nod like this. Brown people in the room, can y'all help me out? Is that true? If I do like this to you, I am saying to you, I understand the struggle. Hey, man, I, I'm for you. I want you to keep going. Don't get discouraged while you're walking through this life. That's what that not means. Because when you've gone through the same pain, the similar background experience, you can say more with less words. But guess what? Since I know we're going to communicate 10,000 words in a, in a, in a wink, I'm going to the group that I have least familiarity with. So I went to the Hispanic section so I could love and learn. I was not there to talk. And they had all the Clarence songs they could come up with and we just had the funnest time ever. But I was not going to sit in the culturally established box of social walls that were sitting in that room. I'm a kingdom person and I want to do what Jesus Yes. Chaplain <laughs> Barry Black says that's a treasure trove. Hey. Uh, yes. All right, Clarence, you're, you're doing so good, bro. I'm just going to ask you another one. How do we build a hold on to, uh, on to and navigate Christian values in our culture when the political right and left bring so much division and misrepresent Christian values? <laughs> slow pitch. We said we, exactly, we, said we were going to ask slow pitch with the beach ball right there. <laughs> so, so, I got your back. You go. Now, I, lo I love this one because unity comes out of identity. Unity comes Can you out say of identity. Again? One more time. Unity comes out of identity. So if you see a husband and a wife and they just can't seem to be one, the wife is struggling with who she is, the husband oh. struggling with who he is. Yeah. Because a person who knows who they are can get more sacrifice. <laughs> but a person who doesn't know who they are is gonna try and pull it out of that other person. I, I gotta stop. If you got anything, you need to get that right yeah. there. Just take one more run through that. Identity creates unity, and where there's disunity, there is lack of identity. Right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So keep going. Sorry. Someone doesn't know who they are. Mm -hmm. oh. So me as a, as a black person, if I get in a room and I get intimidated because of skin color or wealth, mm -hmm. 
And some of us, you know, white does not equal wealth. It broke my Amen. mind. Amen. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I was around um, a, a, a city official, and he used the term, and we were, we were actually in the kind of this race conversation that pulled me in the room because he got offended by something he heard in a, in a forum. Because in most race forums, people use the language of the left or the language of the right, which is completely divisive. And so they wanted to ask me, well, well what's the truth? And man, we're just spending time together because this stuff takes time. And I heard him use the term poor white trash. And it just broke my heart. I like, so division and sin is not just racial, y'all. Like, how can you look down on someone and call them a human being trash? That's so against the kingdom of God. You know, the, the quote redneck or the quote backwoods person and now they're trash you, you know what I mean and I mean it's just not God and, it, and it, it's to be rebuked so whenever we have these conversations one of the greatest things to do is to challenge people on what you're condoning with your silence in your living room before you march in the streets just 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 let me know when you're watching the football game and uncle uncle racist says the n-word about the running back that's when you speak up first. Yeah. Well, yes. I just go. <laughs> okay, so to the political question, identity again. The church, we have an identity. And this is what, what's so powerful. We are God's voice in the earth. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I walked in this room and I told you last week I was with President Trump, and I'm here to give you something from what he said, some people would be leaning for it, like what? Because I would be saying I'm the voice of the President of the United States. We are the voice of the King of Kings and the Lord of, Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. wow. We have to know who we are. So all through history, the church has been responsible for raising education all throughout the earth. Mm -hmm. Getting languages written. So we, we control language. One, that's, one, that's an authority from heaven. Wow. The, the division in the earth did not come through skin color. He didn't say I'm going to come down on Babel. And I'm going to make you whiter and make you darker. Wow. <laughs> laugh, y'all. Let it out, y'all. If I laugh right now, would I be a racist? <laughs> Everybody's like, whoa, hey. Woo. What just happened? You know, I said he divided their language. He divided their tongues. Wow. So, like, on the right, if you use the term racist, it's an accusation I'm just, I'm just saying, okay, when we were doing marriage stuff, we said it's not what you say, it's what you communicate. Yeah. So if a person on the right hears the term racist, typically this is what they hear. You're lazy, you hate minorities, and you didn't earn what you have. That's what a lot of whites will hear when, you, when they hear the term racist. You say the term racist to someone who's on the left, there are at least three or four definitions of racism, it's been studied out, it's been thought out, so if you even use that term, they're like, oh, you understand me, you care about me, so it's a term of endearment, it's a connecting term. So all I'm saying in that is, we have to learn this when we do missions across the world. Before we went out to, to Medan in Indonesia, they stopped us to help us understand what our terms meant. They said, don't say come here like this, because that's how you call a dog, right? I can't forget that forever now. <laughs> they said, do like this. That's how they call their children. Mm -hmm. 
So in our world, we have to understand what the terms mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to tell my left wing friends that when you use this term, don't get mad that they're not listening to you. I'm trying to tell you what they're hearing. And I have to tell my right wing friends that when you won't say this word, this is what you're saying to the other group. You're saying, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about lynchings. I don't care about history. I don't care about redlining. I don't care about what made this wealth gap. I just don't care. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. So what I'm saying is, we're the kingdom. We make up our own language. Yeah. Mm. Our language, give me, I need a real Bible, not a phone. To say, our language comes from here. Yes. So we use the term compassion, and everybody can come to the table and have the conversation. So just recognize, there are two different lanes, there are two different languages, and it's completely set up for division, and we have to carry on. There's too much more to say about that. Thanks so much again for tuning into this podcast. Again, we are so grateful that you jumped in with us today. And we wanted to let you know that our worship arm, Antioch Music, just released a new album called The Underground Sessions. We hope it'll be a huge blessing to you and whoever you share it with. We hope you have an amazing day. And remember, for any information you need to know, go to jimmycybert.com or antioch.org. See you later.